Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. What's up, DBP? Today, we are going to be talking about our most binge-worthy favorite shows. <laughs> what is DBP watching these days? So, um... Yeah. In all of our spare time. In all of our spare time. Yeah. But you know, what is your go-to? Like, what are the things that you just cannot stop watching? I mean, I know I have a few. Jamie definitely oh, has a wait. few. Oh, wait. Well, wait. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. So we are drinking Drama Dark Drama. Blend. Uh, it's a 2017 yeah. Spanish red blend from La Mancha or Castile La Mancha... Uh, region in Spain. This is a 50% Garnacha and a 50% Tempranillo. Mm-hmm. And it's 14.2% ABV. It pairs perfectly with whatever season or whatever show you want to watch on whatever night. As I picked it up from Total Wine, there was actually um, a little picture next to the Drama Red Wine Bay, and it said... Hey, Bachelor Nation, this drama pairs perfectly with Monday nights. So those are for all you Bachelor watching people. This is actually the dark blend. There is a regular blend, uh-huh. which I think is similar in grapes, but a different... I was going to ask, what makes it dark versus not dark? I think it has more Garnacha and less Tempranillo. Oh, wow. This is... It looks beautiful. That is dark. Holy crap. But actually, the regular blend was sold out there. Okay, I'm, so, is that a good sign? Can uh, we take it as a good sign? I mean, I would hope so. All right, so let's, shall we Shall we try a drink? A little drink we cheers? Drink? Chink, chink? Chin, chin? Chin, chin. It smells like wet stone. Wet earth and stone. It smells like leaves. Yeah. It's very stringent. I'm not... I'm really sorry. I'm really torn about this. So it smells to me better than it tastes. Okay, so when I first put it in my mouth, that sounds bad. It's it's <laughs> and then Sarah, then what? And then uh, it's smooth, but then there's like this stringent quality at the end where it's like, you know, almost like I don't know. It's it's really acidic. It's kind of like at the end you have that acidity that is maybe a little too much. But when you first sip it, it's uh-huh. like kind of got this smooth, bright fruit flavor. Not maybe, not bright, maybe dark fruit flavor. Yeah. And then like it turns into this like acidity. I'm getting so much earth on this, which is usually what I get from Spanish wine. I always get a lot of earth on Spanish wine. I agree. I think that is a huge component of this flavor profile. As I drink it, the more the more sips I take, the the less acidic it, it feels. I think maybe it's like a shock situation. I don't know. I'm going to admit, I'm really thrown off because I popped open this cork. The bottom of the cork is colored, but it's not wet. Why would that be? That is, that is I, weird, right? That's not, is that, it's not a good thing. I don't know because the thing is, is in total wine, these are stored on their sides. I know this particular bottle is stored on its side. So I'm just going <laughs> to. 
dipping the cork I'm in di- the wine? I'm what dipping, is happening? I'm dipping the cork because I want to know what it's going to look like. I don't know. Maybe it's just not a very porous cork. I mean, it's not a very porous cork, you can see. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure. But usually it's like fucking shiny and wet when you take it out. Yeah, it's that's Man, odd. this is like, this is throwing me off. Sorry. So there's a part of me that's like, is something funky going on with that? Like, I just don't understand. And yes, I did, in fact, dip it into my glass. I actually don't think this is real cork. I think that's part of the thing. Do you think maybe that's why it's not staying wet? Yeah, I why? don't think this But is... then it, it can soak up color. I'm, I'm, I'm thrown off. Okay. I don't know. And I'll say that part of me is like, is there too much of like a vinegary aftertaste? Yeah, that's that astringency I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, but I think that, I think... Let's see what happens with this, but I'm going to say that, based upon my knowledge now, we might have a faulty wine. Oh, would that oh. be a first for DVP? I think that I think is. for DVP. For a, an actual episode recording, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, that, that would be yeah. a first. You might be right. That's why it maybe tastes so, like, acidic. I mean, it's still, like, right now, again... If you drink multiple sips, I think that it sort of softens it a little bit, but like, I don't know. But I think you're right. It's very earthy, and I think that's one thing. So let's talk a little bit, a minute amount about Tempranillo. Go for it. And Tempranillo is, it is a really widely known grape, and it's actually Spain's most famous red grape. Mm-hmm. So it is part of the like Rioja blends and things like that. So um, even though it might not say Tempranillo on the label, mm-hmm. Rioja, when you see Rioja, Rioja Crianza, mm-hmm. Rioja Crianza Reserve, those are all um, Tempranillo based. It can be grown in a, in a number of different styles, but I think what they often equate it to is like Burgundian Pinot Noir. Where it is very earthy. And I think that that's what we're picking up on here, certainly. Now, I wouldn't say that this is the same type of earthiness. Or... This is a different type of earthiness. This is like... Okay. I have been pretty vocal in the past that I don't really have an affinity towards Spanish wine. Um, so much so that Sarah, prior to the DBP podcast, have she has definitely said, I will not drink Spanish wine. Yeah, I, I've said that. I did buy this one. You did. Okay. You did. I have had an ex- a couple exceptions. Yeah. Like, actually, a few weeks ago, I had a Spanish wine that I, I actually liked. So you just have to find okay. the right one. Yeah. That's what it is. However, I think the earthiness p- part that I get that I'm not a fan of is, like, the earthiness you get from a Pinot Noir from, like, Burgundy or Oregon is, like, light, and it's flavorful, and, you know, it's representative of, the of like, the region, and it's just, it's nice and it's tasteful. The earthiness that I get usually from Spanish wine is a—it's like deep and dirty. Yes. Does that make sense? Actually, so this is funny. So somewhere else in the wine Bible, I think it's later in the. <laughs> My phone. Oh. But it was just like a clusterfuck. Okay. Okay, so elsewhere in the wine Bible, Sarah, there is a reference to dirtiness. And, okay, I'm yeah. going to read this. Okay. Okay. Also, Tempranillo, I don't know if I said this, it means early ripening. That's it, Temprano means mm-hmm. early. 
And yeah. this is one of the earliest ripening grapes. Like Merlot is also an early ripening grape. And it doesn't taste like that. It's, it's, it tastes like it's no. been like sitting in the sun in the dirt like forever. Raisin-y. Yeah. So then it also says this. So Tempranillo grown in Rioja can either be powerfully structured, dark and earthy with notes of leather and a certain peatiness, or it can be elegant and very earthy with an attractive dirt-like aroma. Closer to Pinot Noir than Cab Sauv. I, think I don't I'm, think it's anything like Pinot. You're right. It's not as fruit forward as Cab. So, I mean, sure, I support their the decision to not equate it to Cabernet Sauvignon. But I think that it's a far cry from Burgundian Pinot. But it's interesting well. that she says that too because I have heard before that Tempranillo is basically like the Cabernet of Spain. Now, can I just say, I, I like Riojas. I like... I like Spanish wines, and so I'm not opposed to it. I'm not morally opposed like Sarah typically. <laughs> Although it seems that she's coming off that that. I had route. a wine the other day. It's on sale right now at Ray's that was Spanish that was actually pretty good. Um, thankfully to my neighbor and good friend, Ben. If he's listening, he might be listening. He knows exactly which wine I'm talking about. Um, you could also mention that your your neighbor, Ben, was also on the podcast. He was on the podcast mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about real estate. That's right. Yep. So, uh, Ben, thank you for the one Spanish wine that I didn't have a problem <laughs> with. Sarah will forever remember it. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so Tempranillo is, it's one of those grapes, it's very well known. It's called a lot of different things, like Tinto Aragones. Um, you had another one. So, yeah, Sensibel, Sensibel, yes, um, Escobera. Also, get this. I don't know how to pronounce this, but Ul de Lebre. Ul, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take Spanish. Okay, it means eye of the hair, like a rabbit hair. Okay. Anyway, so Tempranillo is not just known for Spain, although we are drinking a Spanish wine. It's also very popular and common in Portuguese wines and port. Which is weird because I love Portuguese wine. Well, and again, this goes to like show like different wine regions have different characteristics. So that's why I feel like when you talk about a grape, you talk about a grape, but there's like so many nuances about that grape yep. that you shouldn't totally cast it away. So what, what about this drama place? La Mancha. La Mancha. La Mancha. Um, it's pretty much like mostly, it's central Spain really mm-hmm. is where it's at. Um, it seems to be a little closer towards that east coast though. Yes. Like the Mediterranean Sea or something. Yeah. Now the climate is like pretty harsh because it's like super, super hot in the summer. And then it's like really cold in the winter. Uh, so that makes it for like kind of a harsh climate. But... This is, it's actually where Don Quixote's from. I thought you said cool. redonkulous. And I was like, what? No, it's Don Quixote. Okay, sorry. So there's white wines from there. There's local cheeses from there. Um, it's actually, it was started, one of the most instrumental people who brought quality to the region was this guy named Carlos Falco. And he studied winemaking at UC Davis, actually, in 1964. And he mm. brought in French grapes. And then modern drip irrigation. So, Super important for really hot places. Yeah. So he's really kind of the person who um, had put Castilla La Mancha on the map in terms of quality. Um, now, there's a lot of low vine density there. 
Okay. However, they have the Europe's largest single demarcated um, region of 400,000 acres of wine. So, well, I should say of vines because some a lot of the proportion of this crop mm-hmm. goes towards Spanish spirits like brandy because they're not the quality is maybe not as good to go into okay wine itself but two-thirds of the region is red and the rest is is white uh but it's you know i guess at one point the total acreage was greater than any other single grape variety in the world and that's when they were making this uh there was an Aaron grape, which was oh, a white yeah. wine. Mm-hmm. That and at that point, they it's were still, making so much. Yeah, it's still a very common grape there. I, I mean, they I think they still make single varietal, but wines, but they also will blend it with other varietals into into white blends. Also, it's all low bushes. It's no vine training, you know, like you see in California with the wires and all that. None of that. The other thing is. The Aaron white grape is planted with the Sensibal or the Tempranillo. That's oh. also kind of interesting that they're kind of planted together. Um, Does it tell you why or can I give a speculation as to why? You know, I don't know why, but you can give a okay, speculation. Okay, I'm going to speculate. So Tempranillo being an early ripener means that you can go through and harvest all of that while your other vines are still kind of working, and especially because it's a white wine. So it's probably producing additional acidity as it lays on the vine. And as it picks up in that white grape, it's also building sugars. And so it's kind of creating that extra balance. And so I bet you that they go through, they harvest Tempranillo, and then they go back through and harvest the Aran afterwards because it just needs a little extra long hang time on those vines. But yeah, you might be right. So, I mean, that's my guesstimation. There you go. There you go. The world according to Jamie. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, so that's that's kind of what we're drinking here, where it's from. Okay. Um, this is from the Familia Bastida Bodegas, or Bodegas Familia Bastida. They've been making wine, I think, since 1950. All right. As far as the drama blend, they say that it is bright, but very dark, ruby in color. Closed initially, but opens with aeration into rich blackberry aroma and flavors with a touch of spice. About the dark blend? Yeah. All right, let's Full-bodied, try yet soft on the palate. Continuing into an intense finish. So, I mean, I get the intense finish. Can we talk about other intense finishes? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. It's nothing weird. I promise. <laughs> all um, right. No, Go like, it. when we talk about all the shows that we might watch. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. We talk what, about Sarah, the show. Sarah, what did you think it was I don't know, to? but that was, I mean. Hmm. I know where your mind yeah. is. In the gutter. I mean, it's, it is February, right? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... There are, okay, I feel like the cool thing to do is mm-hmm. Netflix and Chill or Hulu and Hang or can we come up with yeah. any other ones? I didn't know what Netflix and Chill was. Again, in my naivete, was just like, oh yeah, you just hang out and watch Netflix. 
I didn't know that there was any other sexual innuendo I there. I didn't either. Like, what is that about? Come on. So, like, yeah. Like, who invented that phrase to say this means you something know more than watching Netflix? Do you want to know who? Who? The millennials. Oh. I bet you. I thought you, like, were going to give me a name. Oh, I was like, no. oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Smith. But first of all, what's the fucking deal with having to have all of these different streams? I know that we talked about this, like, a while ago, briefly, but it's so difficult because then it's like in order to stream something that I want, like I need to have a membership to like all these different things. Oh, and you're it's talking so about hard. Like, okay. So I have Netflix, yes, Hulu, yes, and we have Amazon Prime. And I most recently adopted Disney Plus. I have Disney Plus and Amazon Prime now, and I'm telling you that I am missing Netflix, but I'm trying to have willpower and not rejoin. Okay, so Hulu is kind of cool because you can watch pretty much anything that's on TV in a binge-worthy way. All right, so now that you got me there, mm-hmm. and yeah, I have heard that about Hulu, and I think I'm definitely inclined to watch it. And actually, I think there's a show, I can't remember what it's called, I'll have to ask my my brother and sister-in-law about it, but so you do you te- do you find that you watch most of your binge-worthy stuff on Hulu or is it on Amazon or do you find it as a mix? Okay, so mostly Hulu. Uh-huh. Some Netflix, because I do watch The Crown. Okay. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah. I've watched Orange is the New Black. Oh, you have? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a weird show. Okay. But, like, addicting. So. I, okay. Yeah. Um, but, like, a lot of the stuff I watch is Hulu. I do watch Amazon, but not, we watch Amazon more for, like, I feel like movies and documentaries movies. and exactly. stuff. Yeah. It's not, like. And, like, if you have Amazon Prime anyway, it's just there. You know what yes. I mean? So, like, okay, I, I kind of count it, but not in a way. Because, like, sometimes we end up paying for stuff anyway to rent. That's true. So, like, I would have Amazon Prime regardless because we have Amazon Prime. Right. So, like, okay. Yeah. So, you're saying, okay. And, have and we, you, don't have, we don't have cable. Have you? Right. We don't either. We got rid of that. Yeah. And to be honest, I wasn't really binging anything on cable anyway, even though, because it's like when you would go into, you know, like the on-demand stuff, they'd have select episodes. So, they'd have, like, episode one and then episode, like, 20 through 26 or something. It's like, but, but I want the other ones. How do I get the other ones? Hulu. Well, okay. And I don't work for them. I'm just saying, the only thing Hulu but totally... Hulu, if you want to hire Sarah, please let her know. Mess up on. So, here you go, Hulu. Mm. I am, like, giving you... I'm, I'm, I'm showing the dirt. So, we actually... There's Hulu Live, and then there's regular Hulu. Okay. And Hulu Live is, like, 40-some dollars. And, and regular Hulu, which is, like, the on-demand, is, like, 7 or something like that. Okay. So, like, they were doing a free trial of Hulu Live. Okay. And... Adam and I were, this was a few, a couple years ago, we were watching the Super Bowl at home alone, so we were doing Hulu Live, because I was like, well, let me do the free trial, and we'll watch the Super Bowl. I can't remember who was playing whom, I know people... Does anybody care? Right. People know this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember this stuff. But it was like a very close game, and it was like the last 60 seconds, or like two minutes or something in the game... Where it was like super close, right? Like uh-huh. who's going to win the Super Bowl? And the screen goes black. And you can't connect. How does that happen? So Hulu Technology. sent an email saying they messed up. 
and that oh my god they were giving everyone like free I forgot what it was like a free month or something like that but I would take it I don't give a shit about the Super Bowl well same but like can you imagine the last Having minute all of that time the last minute of the Super Bowl it's like goes black I mean that is not good for like your company sorry oh it is not no mm mm but anyways, I have the regular streaming thing, not the live thing, and I like it. It works well, and you can get every episode of all the seasons. Okay, so that's, I mean, maybe that will encourage me to to look at that. But, I I mean, I tend to watch, like, and I will admit, like, Amazon Prime, like, they there aren't that many shows that I think are binge-worthy, but there have been a few that have... Caught my eye, piqued my interest, etc. So, Sarah, what's one of your? What's one of the? I mean, you already mentioned the Crown, so I don't want you to have to re-mention that. I want you to have some new ones. So, what is like one of the things that you binge recent, like now, presently, or have very? It's almost very embarrassing because I don't watch a lot of TV to oh begin with. Oh, okay, like I don't watch a lot of TV, and then like, let's say I'm home alone or whatever. I might binge on like a couple hours of TV, but like that never, like I, I don't watch TV every day, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm it's so embarrassing. Right now. How is this embarrassing? What is it? Oh my God. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I cannot stop watching 90 Day Fiance. It's such trash TV. I was telling my friend about the one episode that you had me watch like a fraction of. And I was like, what is happening? It's hilarious because when I was at Total Wine today. Uh-huh. The guy that works there was telling another guy that works there about 90 Day Fiance. Oh, shut up. And Did how you get addicting in? it is. Yes. I was like, it's addicting. Oh, my God. Why do you think it's addicting? Train wrecks. I mean, it's like nonstop train wrecks of human beings all day, every day. There are multiple seasons about this, of this show, There's right? multiple seasons. Do they have different themes? No. There's just different couples. There's usually like a few, like I would say like four to five couples that they're looking at every season. Okay. And... Some of the couples carry over into other seasons. Really? But basically, it's a couple where one person is from another country than the United States, and they are trying to, they come over on a 90-day fiancé visa. Oh, okay. So they have to get married within 90 days for the person to obtain citizen, citizenship, green card, whatever it is, and stay here. Okay. There's a lot of like, what are you thinking? Does it not infuriate you beyond belief? Like, because I will say this is, and this is the very small thing that I can comment on. There was one part of an episode you had me watch and like this girl was like, I can't believe it. He's not touching me. He's not hugging me. He's not kissing me. And I was like, his fucking religion doesn't actually allow it. Like, it's, like, looked down upon. He will be ostracized from his whole fucking family. Yeah. And you're there to meet his fucking family. Yeah. Like, if you don't appreciate that, then I'm pretty sure that you're not destined to be married. Yeah, so there's a lot of that where you're like, what the fuck? But, I mean, it's just awesome. And then the reunion shows are really good, too. So. Oh, God. That's a non-stopper for me when I get in the mood. Like, Adam will come home if I'm watching that, and he's like, what in God's name are you watching? And I'm like, don't worry about it. How many episodes do you watch at a time generally? I mean, it depends. I've been in hotels for work before and mm-hmm. sat on my iPad watching, like, before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like... You know. I So it's funny because 
And I know, that, and I won't harp on Friends, but like Friends was always something that I could easily binge. And I remember, oh yeah, so that goes without saying, right? Yeah, but it's like so many times because their episodes are so short. You're just like, I have time for one more. I can just do one more. I can just do one more. Mm-hmm. I can just do one more. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like five. And my telltale sign, like when I was living by myself in St. Louis and had like the box set of the DVDs, every disc had four episodes on it, I believe, oh, yeah. maybe six. I would make it through a disc, and then I'd be like, oh, shit, Jamie, you got to go to bed. <laughs> well, thanks to you, my friend. I have the full season on DVD since they got rid of it on Netflix, and Jamie came to the rescue for me. Did totally. you? Totally. Did you hear what's happening? It's going to HBO. Okay, but did you hear what's happening? Oh. Apparently, they are all coming together for an interview when it launches on HBO Oh. Max. That is like the new, I've seen it on all of their Instagrams, like they are doing it. They said it's happening. So, well, wow, I don't have HBO. HBO. Um, so you I guess could. I got to find somebody who has one. <laughs> who or you just get it for like a month. A free trial? Yeah. <laughs> Cancel. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, okay, so your turn, besides Friends. Oh, okay. Because so, yeah, I can keep going. Friends. Oh, I know, I know, I know. So one show that I absolutely love and inevitably I, I, it takes me only like two days to get through all the episodes of a season is Marvel, Marvelous Miss Maisel. So I've seen that. What is that? And the whole premise is that this girl, Maisel, Midge Maisel, she essentially finds out that her husband cheated on her and is leaving her for another woman, his secretary. And it, she got real drunk one night and got super pissed off that she left in the middle of the fucking night in her nightgown without any bra on or anything. And I say this because it becomes a thing. And goes downstairs to the, the comedy club that her husband used to try to like get an act at and it was really bad and like she helped him with jokes and all this shit she like okay. went to all of them so she just goes down there gets on the stage like interrupting someone grabs the mic and just starts going off about this whole situation and everyone fucking loves it that's how it all starts now she gets arrested because she is showing herself through her nightgown at any rate that's what happens so it's now three seasons in it's kind of like follows her from like her whole like her life just fucking like falling to pieces in every way that she knows because this is in like the 50s what is she gonna do like they're housewives back then like yeah she had to get a job she has two small children she had to move in with her parents like she had to give up like her beautiful brown like condo or whatever in new york in one of the most well-respected places so it probably took me an episode or two to really get into it but then once i did shit I would just sit there and just laugh and maybe not cry, but like it, it pulls you in. It pulls you in. Oh, okay. I might have to check And it out. I will say it's also kind of interesting because like the Midge Maisel, I think she's relatively new, like when she started doing this show, but um, her father is played by um, Tony Shaloub, who was on Monk. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. And um, her mom is played by, oh, shit, I can't remember her name, but she was on the show Two and a Half Men. And played John Cryer's wife. I don't know if that means anything to you, but like she was so persnickety in that show, and she's great. She's brilliant in this. And then um, the woman Alex Borstein, she does voices on uh, Family Guy. She does Lois, and okay. I think a couple other ones maybe. 
Um, she was on Mad TV. Super fucking hilarious. She's in it. She's great. As the show has progressed and I think gained interest, there have been so many other cameos of other people that have popped in here. It's it's very cool. I like it. It sounds really cool. It's worth it. Season three, I legitimately spent a day and a half maybe watching and that was it. Okay. It's all I, took. I might have to watch it. I binge that shit. All right. Yep. I like it. Mm-hmm. So what else you got? Uh, I have This Is Us. Isn't that too sad? Am I exaggerating? It's just really, it's just good. You know, it, it, okay. That is like the most bland statement you could say about something. I know, but it is, it is, it is. It's just good. Like, it's just well written. Mm -hmm. It's just, the actors are really good. Like, it's just, okay, the last season I didn't love as much. How, what season are we on? I think we're on three now. Okay. But like, it weaves you in because like, you think you know everything about the family and then all of a sudden there's like a flashback. Bam. To like 20 years ago and you're like, oh wait, I didn't know that part. So like, it, it brings oh, and it in... it brings new meaning. It brings in the past with the present and it interweaves it. Okay. That's... Uh, I, I find that always interesting. Yeah. You know, Mandy Moore does a great job. You would not think she would, but she does. She does a great job. But she was excellent and tangled. <laughs> right. And then Milo, whatever Seriously, his name. I'm not, I'm not denying that. Oh, also does a yeah, yeah, yeah. job. So, like, I mean, it's good. It's just good. It's a good show. Um, I wouldn't say I can binge watch it as much. It does get a little bit, like... Heavy. Heavy. I think the most I could watch at once is two episodes. Okay. They're typically longer too. They right? are longer, yeah. Um but I, I, I do I do enjoy the show and okay. So that one and Orange is the New Black, I've seen probably five episodes. Orange of. is the New Black. Okay, so I'm sitting at my brother's house. Uh-huh. And my mom is there. And oh shit. He's like Puts I know, the show on. I know the content of Orange is the New Black. He puts the first episode on. He's like, just watch it. You're going to like it. That's all he says. Just watch it. And I'm like at my brother's house. There's a lot going on. There's lots of family members there. Yeah. So I'm kind of not really like paying attention. But then I start paying attention. And I'm like, and my mom is like watching this. And I'm like, my mom is like one of the most, she just is innocent in those things. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God. And she's like she asking questions it. and my brother's like, just keep watching. And I'm like, oh my God. She's asking questions. She's asking I'm like, oh my questions. God. Why, why are you putting this on in front of my mother? What are you doing? Anyway. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's kind of interesting. So I came home and one night I didn't know, like I was just flipping through the TV again. That doesn't really happen often. And I saw it and I'm like, maybe I should keep watching this. Yeah. And that was one that I watched, like, several episodes at once one day. I think I was sick, actually. I think that's what it was. Oh, really? I think I was sick on the couch. I was just home all day in bed kind of thing. I mean, what else are you going to do? Exactly. I couldn't do anything. And I ended up watching, like, several episodes. I realize that sounded extremely lazy, but I don't give a shit. But, yeah, what are you going to do? Curious. Do you have another one? Oh, okay. So, I recently watched, like, over Christmas, had... Time to Kill, I was off work and all that stuff. Wrapping presents, all that jazz. So I just like, I like to throw things on like in the background. So being Amazon Prime and not really have anything else streaming, I started watching that, it's called The Good Omen, or Good Omens. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like Good Angel, Bad Angel. No. 
Oh, I didn't actually think that I would love it. Now, I was like, eh, these are both good actors. I can't imagine them both getting into something that is really sucky. Now, that's probably an understatement of the year because I know a number of people have flops, and that's fine. So I started watching this, and at first I was like only half paying attention. Number one, the graphics are incredible. Like I, part of the time I just wanted to watch like the opening credits once they finally played because it wasn't at the very beginning. It was sometimes even like ten minutes in that they played the the opening credits. Very cool, creative credits. I nice, absolutely loved it. But the story itself is basically like Armageddon is coming. Okay, there's an antichrist that was born. And they're trying to stop this Antichrist. Okay. Er, wait. The good angel is trying to stop the Antichrist. The bad angel is supposed to be promoting and allowing the Antichrist to do his job. It's very interesting. I'm not going to give anything away. I think there's only a handful of episodes because it's only been one season. And I don't okay. know if there would be another one. But um, it's super interesting how they do this story. And they have, like, Francis, Francis McDormand is the voice of God. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It's very cool. That sounds cool. Very quirky. Yeah. Cool music and just, I, I enjoyed it. it. It ended up being something where I was mostly paying attention to that and not so much about rapping presence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was a good one, I thought. And, again, because it's limited episodes, it wasn't, I didn't feel as bad about binging it because it wasn't, like, 20 episodes that I just sat through in yeah. like a day and a half. It was maybe six or eight. I need to watch that now. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it took a little, again, it took a little while to get into it and I yeah. was only half interested and I can't remember the tipping point where I was just like drawn in, like sucked into it. But there was another one on Prime that I'm super excited about and I, as of the time of the recording, I haven't watched it yet. It's called The Hunters. Okay. And it's about Nazi hunters and Al Pacino's in it. Oh, I did see, I did see like a preview for that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Some people said it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be good. Carol Kane is in it. The the young kid who's in it, he was in Percy Jackson, that whole series of movies. And I, I just think he's great. I'm excited for this. So hopefully by the next time we record, I'll have been able to see an episode. That's good. Yeah. Got anything else? Shaza Sunset. Oh, yeah. I recently just got back into it. You're making me really jealous I don't have Hulu now. I'm telling you. I recently just got back into it. I mean, I just think it's awesome. I just love the characters. I I mean... Isn't there some drama with that right now? Like, is one girl maybe pregnant, but she's not married Oh, I don't know. I, I have to keep watching because I stopped watching oh, after a certain season. I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay, I feel like I saw this on like people.com or something. Okay. And it was a, I feel like there was something about the shot. I just, I think it's great. I don't know. That's just me. I still actually watch Grey's Anatomy. I know I'm one of those people that, I'm like one of these only people that like continues to watch it. I just really, I don't know what it is about that show. I think, yes, when, when Mick Dreamy died. It was like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people abandoned the show. Mm-hmm. And I was right there with them. I was mm-hmm. like, yes. Yeah. Time to go. Like, who does this? Did McDreamy die before Izzy? No. McDreamy died in a car accident. What? Yeah. So, okay. Well, well he died well, in a because... car accident and he went to the hospital. Then there was like a mistake. Anyways. Oh, shit. So, okay. I, there's something about that show that I keep watching. 
I think it's like they always have such good insight on actual relationships. I think that's what it is. Okay. I really, I think their characterization of relationships and that way it flows is good. Now, do I think that people are going to go through relationships as fast as they do in the show? No. I don't think that's realistic. But I do think that when they get something going on a relationship, that they put a lot of meaning with it. And I like that. All right. Okay. I like it. I mean, I, I was going to say, too, like, there's something to be said, I think, about the nostalgic factor. And also the fact yeah. that, like, when Grey's Anatomy came out, like, this is the 15th season. It's the one right? of the, it's, I think it's the longest running yeah. show. So the fact that it's been on for so long and considering, like, how old we were when it started, which we won't necessarily disclose, but it, it you know, a lot of time has been spent and dedicated to the show and to the characters and mm-hmm. to the development of it. And I think that... There's something to be said about that because, you know, Friends, I think, is that's partly why it resonates with me. One thing that I binged more recently when I still had Netflix was The Office. I And I got turned off of The Office when Ed Helms took the lead and Steve Carell mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want any of this. And then they brought in other characters and I was like, this is not good. So I stopped. So that's the same as Friends. I think some people stopped. But I, I came back to it. So mm-hmm. when it was on Netflix, I just decided to start binging that. And I was like, this is actually, it's so, the way that it pieces together is so good. And that, I will say, is a benefit of having the ability to binge something as opposed to having to wait a week and a week. Again. And then sometimes having to wait like six weeks in between or three months in between the episodes because. You need to remember, it, it, the 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 continuity and the inertia that comes with all of these storylines is so important. I think to keeping the consumer engaged. Honestly, again, that is why you need something like Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Because you just wait for them to all come out and then you just watch them. Girl, I think you should get paid by Hulu. I should <laughs> pay me Hulu. What what are you doing? Give me something. At least give me a free month. At right. least. At least. At least. Or free year. Actually, I deserve a free year. Yeah, okay. It's really not that expensive, according <sighs> to you. So. No, it's not. It's like seven bucks a month, so no. I mean, I just... Binging is a great way to kind of, like, take yourself out. And I think, like... You get lost in it. Yes. You know? And I think that Netflix actually does this pretty well, too, because I do remember that there was a show, Love, on it, that I think the actor and one of the writers, maybe producer, his name is Paul Rust... He's one of the main characters, as was this girl. I'm blanking on her name, but she was in the TV show Community for a while. It was such a weird, dysfunctional love story, but it was it was like weirdly captivating. You were just like, this is somewhat uncomfortable, but like mm. it is also intriguing, and I just want to know how it works. And thank God, that was great. And Russian Doll on Netflix is also really good, if you've okay. ever seen that. But Interesting. Okay. So that was Natasha Lyonne, and she that is a fucked up and super cool story. And also, like, only like six to eight episodes. Huh. But okay. I do like binging things. It makes it sound like I watch that much TV. But Yeah, I no, I don't. But it's something about when you do, it's like to get lost in it and just like kind of be free. Now, yeah. I never was a Game of Thrones person, but I know that was like... We watched the binge-worthy show. That's how we got into it when we lived in the place that shall not be named. uh, I had never seen an episode. And then um, Sean watched it. And one night I was like, why? Why do you watch this? And he's like, let's start it over. And so 
we started it and it's very graphic. It's so dark and twisted. So much about it. I read the book. But it was like still like very challenging. Yeah. Like to follow these stories. And they just seem so fucked up. And it's like, people act like this? I mean, no, it's a story. But still. Yeah, so. I, re- I actually read the first book and I was like, I'm not interested. But I know people love it. And I was probably, actually, and Adam also didn't watch it. We were probably the only people who didn't watch it. From what I from what I know. <laughs> So, you're not part of the club. No, we're not. So, I think you'll survive. (laughs) Right? So, what are we thinking of this wine? Girl. I think it's nail polish remover. I do think that there's something, I think there's something wrong with it. What do you think? Well, we might have gotten a bad bottle. It's, it's true. I think the astringency has kind of gone down, but I think it's still not super pleasurable to be drinking. So, guys, go get your own bottle of drama. It's cheap enough. I mean, it's this... a dramatic wine experience. This blend, this whatever dark blend was $12.99, but the actual regular one is cheaper. I think even like $7.99 or $9.99. You could try it out and let us know what you think. Maybe we got a bad bottle. Maybe, maybe people should do like what the Total Wine people said and yeah. get this for their next... Bachelor viewing. Bachelorette. It'll be Bachelorette People next time, right? are obsessed with The Bachelor, and I'm sorry we didn't mention it, but I don't watch it. I've been told I look like someone on The Bachelor this season, but I don't watch it. And I don't either. I, I, know it, I know it's a very controversial season. I know it wasn't it over? That... Wasn't the finale on Monday or something? Oh, was it? Or wasn't the, okay, the finale like know. just... Yeah, the finale just happened, I think. But, yeah, this is, you know... You could watch, you could pick this up for your season of The Bachelor and let us know what you think. And if you have any show recommendations, please. Oh my God, let, let us, us know, know what you're binging. What you're watching, what you're what binging. What you're binging. What you're binging. All right. All right. Well, until next time, let's not, I hope there's not too much drama in your lives. Just on your screen. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.